Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, welcome back to this episode of Describing Puzzles for the Blind. I'm Elaine. <laughs> I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific... <laughs> oh, damn it. Gesundheit. Movie genre, I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre on movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is Carly's pick. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. I'm looking at everybody's pointing at her. I'm like, Carly? Wow. <laughs> we are doing 2001's Someone Like You. And I love movies like that. I don't think that were that long ago, and then you realize that it was a really long time ago. Oh, one! <laughs> it's like oh, oh. One. <laughs> wow! Especially on like little things like the internet. Okay, no, when <laughs> the opening sequence when or not the opening sequence, but right in the beginning when Hugh Jackman lights up a cigarette, and I'm <laughs> like, he's smoking. Well, I got excited. He's and smoking. John, and John goes, "What year was this?" <laughs> like, aggressively smoking this whole movie. Like nobody else smokes. There's he's a, like, "I'm no, smoking my ass." There's a lot of smoking in this movie. Oh, one right before they found out about cancer, I guess. Before cancer came out, oh. I was still smoking in one. It felt, it felt dated um, to me when we were watching it. Yeah, but uh, but it's just, and then I had to think back. In two thousand one, I was in high school, and like we saw Yikes. her cell phone with I the pull up not. antenna, <laughs> I and I was like, I had a flip phone. <laughs> I so maybe this is just what. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it was some real nineties, uh, late nineties, early two thousands clothing. Mm-hmm. They certainly got the wardrobe right. My God. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a movie about a woman who's trying to get over being dumped. Based off of a novel written by Laura Zygman. She only, has only written like four novels. I had never heard of any of them. Do they all have cows in them? No, but this novel is called Animal Husbandry. If you mm-hmm. want to read it, the that would have made me think that. that it was a romance novel about a vet. <laughs> I would have been really Animal disappointed husbandry. when I read this. That sounds like some interspecies erotica. Apparently, our director wanted the movie to be called Animal Husbandry, but then after the marketing people convinced him, that, like, that was not no. A good idea. <laughs> We're not going to hit that bestiality crowd. <laughs> yeah, all six of them will show up. Yeah. It was the screenplay was written by Elizabeth Chandler, who did the screenplays for The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants one and two. Oh, mm. the Traveling Yahya Pants! Okay. I, I never saw two, but I saw one and read the book. It was pretty good. Mm. I enjoyed it. Mm. We are directed by Tony Goldwyn, who has mostly directed TV, including nine episodes of Scandal. But mm. he's more known for his acting because he was in 124 episodes of Scandal. Oh, interesting! And he was also Carl in Goats. Ghosts. Mm-hmm. It sounded like she said goats. I did. I, I was like ghost. or ghost. I'm sorry. Ghost? No, no, no. He's the one that With says Demi he's going to shoot her. He's like, leave me alone, Sam. I'll shoot her. Oh, the bad guy in ghosts. The bad guy. He gets taken to hell or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or dragged away by the oh, dark shadows. This? Yeah. yeah. He's doing the kind of thing. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what ghosts was. I was like, what's I'm ghosts? Sorry. I was too. I was like, I don't know what's I didn't ghosts. See ghosts or ghosts. I am exhausted. The other day at work, I haven't seen any of these movies. The other day I was at work and I had. And I said something to one of my coworkers, name is Victoria, and I yelled some, and I can't remember what I said, but I said something, something, this is a Vic, great story. and everybody around me thought I called her a bitch, <laughs> and I was like, and they were just like, what did you say? And I said, Vic, and they said, oh, that's not what we heard. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. 
Goats. All right. Ghosts. Oh, All right. We are starring Ashley Judd. He yeah. was in Double Jeopardy, High Crimes, A Time to Kill. I don't Heat. know what you know her from. Heat. Okay. <laughs> we have she Hugh Jackman. Heat. She's the Wolverine. other Judd. And actually, I totally missed it, but Tony reminded me that he was welcome back to the podcast. Mr. Hugh Jackman from Swordfish. Well, because she was like, none right. of these people have been in anything before. I was like, he's the I'm only pretty sure Hugh Jackman was in something. Yeah. <laughs> like, we haven't done Wolverine one. at all. <laughs> this is the same era of Hugh actually, Jackman. Actually, we haven't done a Wolverine movie yet. Well, this well, is him. This is before he was huge, Jackman. We get, Second one's Tony okay. will pick Logan eventually for and his I like birthday. Logan. <laughs> yeah, Logan doesn't like apply, but the other two I think can get in. The I'm one, one of the people can. that did not Definitely. enjoy it. But I don't no. want to do that movie. <laughs> Tony it's, is not. Yeah. <laughs> Which one don't you want to do? The, the X-Men one. Origins Wolverine. That movie's not terrible. Yes, it is. The first half of it's awesome. No, that movie is way better than that one where that Wolverine goes to Japan. I like that one. I know you do, and you're wrong. I've I mean, never seen these movies. I mean, other than like, You're people not just changing sides anything. willy nilly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was they really like the bad guys are good guys, good guys are bad guys. Up is down, left is right. Dogs and cats live together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. All right, we have Marissa Tomei, who's Aunt May in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and she and, was also in My Cousin Vinny. Yep, and Angry. And her biological it. clock is ticking like this. <laughs> We have Greg Kinnear from As Good As It Gets. You've got Mail, Little Miss Sunshine. A Daily Show. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have Ellen Barkin from The Fan. Ocean's 13. Yes. Yeah. And Catherine Dent, who plays her sister, has done a lot of one episode of this TV one show, one episode so of that TV show. she's a working actress. Uh, but she was in it's 10 different. episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Interesting. And 89 episodes of a show called The Shield. So, okay, good luck. Do you not know what show? You've never heard of The Shield? Never heard of The Shield? (laughs) Michael Chiklis. Vic Mackey? (laughs) I think it was on FX. Wasn't it on FX? It was was back when FX was a channel. Is it a channel? I think so. They just do movies now, I think. Yeah. I rounded out my cast list with Peter Friedman. From single white female and paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) He's one of the goons. (laughs) Elaine is very excited right now. That's your point. I saw it. Peter Friedman is the brother in law that you really like from this movie, though. He is the brother I really like. Steven. When I saw that. But yet, you still didn't watch the motherfucking movie? I didn't see it until like an hour ago. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, Tony. You have to bring it. He was like, it's been in your car. I said, you shouldn't give it to him until I say paycheck. And then you should be like, ta-da! That would have been fun. That would have been fun. That would have been like a magic trick. And I was like, I have to mention it. I don't care what his part was in it. I have to mention it. To all of our viewers who have been anxiously following the story of when Tony will return the movie Paycheck, he returned it today, and yet he had not yet watched it. He just gave it back unwatched. So we're going to have to tremors the shit out of this. <laughs> and pick it for the podcast. For I am going to pick month. it. I'm going to pick it. You'll see. Because it also, it, I think it's a sci-fi. Because it, it definitely is. It has it's definitely because they race advanced computers and, and stuff like that. They play sci-fi. It's also an action movie. So either one of us, we're going to keep you guessing. Mm, I'm going to pick it. Carly, you're going to have. I'm you're not going to pick it. it. I never watched it. <laughs> you will. It's got a romance in it. So you can pick Maybe it I'll wait for Christmas. Then I'll pay. It'll be Merry Christmas to Tony. <laughs> kind of like his birthday. He gave him tremors. 
That was a good movie, and he liked it. <laughs> Paycheck is also a good movie I like. Okay. All right, we had a budget of $23 million. In the U.S., we grossed $27,343,000. Mm-hmm. And worldwide, $38,689,000. Also made his money back, at least. Well, <laughs> only has a 42% tomato meter score. Uh, but it has a 6.1 on IMDb and a 3.9 out of 5 on Voodoo. Ooh. That popped up as one of my choices. <laughs> voodoo, we never checked that. Well, no. Although we often rate things when we're on Voodoo. I rate things yeah, all the time on Voodoo. Tony rates them ironically <laughs> and gives shitty movies five stars, which oh. bothers me. We try to rate them accurately, but sometimes we fight over what is the proper <laughs> level of rating for each movie. Like Streets of Fire, five stars. She says one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I have two reviews. Okay. See, Tony, she's doing reviews. The first one is from Barbara, Barbara Van Cherry from mm-hmm. the Piss- Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Oh, interesting. Says, you think that's a made-up name? I don't know, but for it's some a reason I had a hard time saying it. To paraphrase Jane, someone like you wants to be the movie version Bad of tater. New Cow, but it's really Old Cow or Mad Cow or Fractured Fairy Tale. Hmm. And that is a two out of four. <laughs> Still gave it 50%, eh? Yeah. Rob Blackwelder from Spliced Wire mm-hmm. says... Spliced Wire? I like how she picked actual reviewers and not just <laughs> random people who leave reviews on the internet. I like mine. I like, like th- This is from Bob. Well, here's the thing, too. I did this an hour ago, and I didn't have time to read 150 reviews. <laughs> That's part of the fun for me. It's part of the fun. I spend more time looking up reviews than anything else. Like, I will, uh. I will not research anything else. I'll do it on the fly while I'm sitting here recording, but I will look for some reviews. <laughs> Because I want to find the best one. Let's hear what uh, Blackwelder has to say. He says, The people that populate this picture are refreshingly genuine and multifaceted with understandable motives and tangible feelings. Are they? (laughs) (laughs) What movie did he watch? (laughs) Anybody name any characters in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of character names, Jane Goodall. Yeah. That was really... Gorilla's in the mist. really threw me off at first. I was like, did I hear that right? I didn't hear that right. Her name's something else, right? And what's funny is Elaine said that after. I was like, what's her name? And then forgot. And then forgot. And had to look it up and went, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what'd you think going in, Elaine? I remembered liking this movie, so I was happy to watch it again. All right. What about you, Tony? This movie's terrible. I mean, we'll wait wait and see. No, what'd you think going in? I know. I'm just kidding. Um, I was like, I don't know if I remember this movie or not. And then... Once we started getting into Hugh Jackman's apartment, I remembered I had seen this movie before. It was one of those, I'm up at 2 o'clock in the morning in the 2000s, and this is on, so I'll watch it. What about you, Joe? I thought, is this the one where she's in her underwear doing cheers? <laughs> yes. I was like... Do <laughs> 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 you remember? favorite scene. <laughs> and, and, and as soon as it started, I was like, wait a minute, is this with the cows? <laughs> I remember cows. this. See? I forgot about the cows. <laughs> I didn't see that part of it. I hadn't anymore. seen this movie in a long time. I hadn't seen time. it in a while either. And then there was the point when we first see your boss, and I was like, he slept with their boss! <laughs> Spoilers. Like, I remembered that she did the cheer. I remembered that, the, that she had to move in with him. And I remembered how it ends. But I did not remember the whole cow story, which is the driving force of this movie. <laughs> You forgot about the, the, the plot, basically? I forgot about the cows. <laughs> so you know about the plot device that moves around. <laughs> it's like not knowing what the Infinity Stones are. So, God. 
<laughs> Be like, I forgot about this. <laughs> forgot about that Mind Stone. Is that important? Just like my mom the other day, I was talking to her for some reason. And uh, <laughs> she asked me, she was like, Wow. What is the what is this story about? What is this stuff with the Infinity Stones? And I was like, what are you talking about, Mom? She goes, this movie's come out with Robert Downey Jr. stuff. What's going on with all that? I was like, I can't explain that to you, Mom. You don't know anything about this. I was like, how much time do you have? Yeah, I was this like, is a long conversation. Because she's like, well, I'm going to watch them, so I want to know what's... I was like, Mom, there's like a magic glove that gives you wishes. And the good guys don't want him to have it, so they fight him. She goes, okay, well, that doesn't sound so complicated. I was like, eh. <laughs> She's I look, gonna forward, I look forward to your texts. <laughs> Wait a minute, she's going to jump in at Endgame? Yeah. She's not even going to watch Infinity Wars? Yes. So, how... <laughs> I mean, you want to have a My Mom podcast? We can do that. <laughs> I, think John I, wants, I think John wants her number so we can send her an emergency uh, text. At least do Infinity Wars! Like, you can't, you can't start at 22, okay? <laughs> you got to at least start at 21. Yeah. Yes. Well, 20. Because there was one between no. two. Yeah, well... 21. We're counting Captain Marvel as 21? Yeah. Actually, I think Captain Marvel was 20. And, I don't know. Chronologically, Ant-Man it was like two. Oh, Ant-Man <laughs> and the Wasp. Ant-Man. I forgot about Ant- I forgot Ant-Man and the Wasp was between the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, and so was Captain Marvel. So. Either way, Tony, call her. Be, be, be like, Mom, I... You have some homework. It is. <laughs> It's not Which reminds me, I am in the middle of my Marvel movie th- marathon. Oh, where'd you get I was assigned. Where are you? We most recently watched Thor The Dark World. Oh, wow. Now, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's not, terrible. It's, not, it's not unpleasant to watch, but it doesn't make it good. <laughs> right. You know, everybody, every movie, there's got to be a sucky one or something. One of them's got endorsed. It's not unpleasant to watch, but I wouldn't classify it as a good movie. I'm never going to go and watch a Marvel movie. Thor Dark World. (laughs) You know what? No, that's never going to happen. I'm going to say you're lying there because we've seen that movie more than once. Well, we own it and it's like, all right, let's watch this again see if it's as bad as we remember. No, but so every once in a while you make the decision, eh, Thor the Dark World today. So that's no, no. a lie, sir. I never go. I'm going. The lie detector go. has determined that you are the father. Ooh. Ooh. They might go, tell that's us where the secret more. base is, or we're going to make you watch Thor The Dark World. So, <laughs> I think the Guardians movies are up next, so we may just do a one-two marathon. Yeah. So that doesn't, yeah, sequentially they don't matter. You just have to watch both of those before Infinity Wars. So anywho, this movie opens with Jane. With the rubber man. Explaining... <laughs> But there was a time very recently when she would have explained why men leave women using new cow theory. And then we see on the screen like a documentary type deal mm-hmm. of apparently bulls only want to mate with a cow once and then, and then they need a new cow. Even if scientists cover the old cow with new cow scent. What the fuck is that? <laughs> pee. It's know. new cow pee. Why does it look like butter? <laughs> it might have been butter. It doesn't look like they it, bathed it. It's covered in suds. <laughs> or cum. Or Whoa. I don't know what that was, but it made me want to vomit. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know what? Let's we had see. went to brunch. And we had came back. <laughs> and then the first thing we see is that. And I was like, this mimosa is not sitting so well. <laughs> I went on a date oh, today, man. and I didn't have to pay. No. Wow. Ooh. Right? <laughs> but the the covering of the old cow, or with the new cow scent doesn't work. The bull is not... Fooled. Fooled. <laughs> He's like, that's a bunch he of bulls. He wants a <laughs> new cow. 
So then we cut to her regular life. Jane, she works for a small talk show and she's in charge of finding the guests. And her boss, the talk show host, really wants guests that she can like bite into, have conversation Literally with. Literally wants to bite it. Well, it is she a vampire likes, movie. She likes conflict. Mm-hmm. She likes the sensationalness mm-hmm. of um, tabuloids. Yeah. But she doesn't tabloids. But she doesn't want like uh, she doesn't want to like you're the father type (laughs) sensation. Well, this is just right after Jerry Springer. Yeah, she doesn't want a Jerry Springer type um, sensationalism. She wants is that still a thing? Springer? I don't know. I hope not. I have no idea. I wasn't allowed to watch it. At this point, if someone calls you, like, we're going to go on Jerry Springer, I'm just going to shoot you. You talked right over the part where Carly was not allowed to watch Jerry Springer growing up. (laughs) What? Mom hated that show. With talk shows kind of were frowned upon. But did you get to watch Montel? How about David, (gasps) Richard, was it Richard Bay? David Bay? Maury Povich? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Ricky Lake. I I think maybe I saw a couple episodes of Ricky Lake. Oprah? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Oprah was allowed. Don, Donahue? Phil Donahue. No, Donahue. I got excited. Ooh, Donahue. <laughs> <laughs> That's way back in the way back machine. What about, what was that talk show from Hope Floats that was a real person who I forgot about? Diane Sawyer. I can see now? your face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm blocking it out. Joan London. Joan London. Yeah. Mm. Right, anyway, go ahead. Everybody had a talk show in, yeah. at one point. I mean, we were allowed to watch morning talk shows like like Wake up Good Morning Ellen Ellen Show is now and Good Morning, Good morning America, America, that kind of stuff. Like but mm-hmm. Regis and Kathy Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now uh, it's Kelly and, yeah, and Michael. Player, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Okay, I miss so, Big Daddy and Pippa. <laughs> the pimple. I hate Kelly Ripa. She's <laughs> terrible. She used to be on the soap I watched. She's terrible there. All my children. Yes. My mom watched that when I was a kid. <laughs> Fuck you. What? <laughs> I just said I used to watch that. <laughs> Keep on a trucking. <laughs> All right, so she works with Eddie Alden, who is a womanizer who writes and produces the show. And he can find the sex angle in any situation and generally makes her lose her faith in men. But then there's men like Ray Brown. That's code for I'm going to end up with that guy at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Guys like Ray Brown make her hopeful again. And so we see that she likes this There's a new producer. Mm -hmm. She meets with her friend Liz and tells her about him. Who's Marissa Tomei. Yes. Ray Brown has a girlfriend of three years. Jane likes him, but she's just going to be friends because she's not getting involved with the dude as a girlfriend. So then one day at work he asked her out for lunch. They have hot dogs and he they talk about how he's been with this girlfriend for three years and he asks if she thinks people get to a point where they just know that they're with the person that they're supposed to be with forever and she's like probably So then she goes and sees her sister who's going through fertility treatments or about to start fertility treatments and her husband is really nervous about giving Steven. shots. <laughs> His name is Steven. He wants to get it perfect. He's trying to practice on an orange. And he's not very going well about putting the syringe into the orange. <laughs> Until she just takes it from her and stabs it because that's how you do it. <laughs> 
And he's like, I don't want to mess it up. And you're taking the romance out of it. And she's like, I think we took the romance out when you started having to put the specimens in the yeah, cup. Yeah, jerking off a in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's upset and she goes after him and she's like, I'll help you with your specimen this week. And I'll watch the porn <laughs> with you. That's a supportive wife. <laughs> Back at work, Eddie has put up a notice that he's looking for a roommate, but one of his co-workers, who he has slept with, has written asshole across the top of it. And he's like, real mature. <laughs> and he says, hey, Jane, you don't like your apartment, right? You can live with me. And she's like, I know. <laughs> well, his apartment's really nice. Just she doesn't really know nice. that, though. In fucking New York she City. Well, do you know what that must cost? <laughs> In the up-and-coming meat district. <laughs> she doesn't want to know what his apartment looks like because she's never going to live with him. And he's like, it's a great place. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> he's like, don't worry. It would just be a financial arrangement. I'm not interested in you that way. And she's like, not on your life. And uh, then the next time we cut to we don't know how long how much time is passing here doesn't matter uh, she's enjoying a bath when he calls it, Ray calls and invites her out for a walk what the fuck does that even mean <laughs> <laughs> wanna go for a walk <laughs> what am I a dog <laughs> you're like a cup of coffee you always invite people out to do a thing well, walking yeah. is what you do to get to the thing that you're inviting someone to do well this is before Netflix and chill <laughs> that's true but hey, you want to watch Netflix and chill I mean a cup of coffee some ice cream some froyo it's a one <laughs> want to stand around and eat some caramels <laughs> which is arbitrary to drinking coffee that's what Will Hunting said mm-hmm all right, then we have kind of a short montage of them Dating. on this night. Well, the first well, montage yeah. is just this one night. They walk and walk and walk. They sit as the sun comes up. They eat breakfast together. And, uh, and at the end of that night, she tells him how good her apartment looks with him in it. And then make out. Mm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. The next morning, she calls Liz on the way to work and gives her the scoop. Lots of kissing, and then they got ready for work. When he left, he gave her a big finale kiss. And Liz reminds her that he is not single. (laughs) But then Liz also gives her advice Uh on how to make him single, which is fucked up. Yep. What is wrong with these women? Damn it, Aunt May. This sends the wrong message. It does. This is telling um, young girls, if you really like a guy and he's with somebody else, don't worry about it. You push through that shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. You, you you can make him dump her, which oh. is true. But it does. He's probably gonna dump you, you eventually when the next chick comes along. Well, look, <laughs> the thing is, is if you like somebody, you like somebody. It doesn't matter if they have a boyfriend or a wife or husband or whatever. But she doesn't like him. Like you know what I mean? It just she just kind of goes out with him and starts to like him. That's not cool. Because well, you know he has did, a girlfriend. She didn't like him at first. Right. She, she thought he was him. attractive, but she found oh, out no, he had a she girlfriend. Oh, no, she liked him. But we don't... But, they don't yeah, she did. She but liked she him, liked him. But like, she didn't fall in love with him the, until after they were dating. She wanted to do what I yeah. like to refer to as the hunk of chunk. Hunk of chunk. No, but you can, you can like somebody. Lisa doesn't know what that is. Don't. I don't want to know what the hunk of chunk is. <laughs> <laughs> don't demonstrate it. Don't tell me about it's it. It's adjacent to the hibbity-dibbity. I don't want to know. There should never... It's cousin to the Mattress Mambo. Right. right. There's <laughs> nothing in the Mattress Mambo that should be chunky. All right? 
It's not chunky, it's chunka. <laughs> I, that's what I'm just saying. Look, there's no, no chunks in my mattress mambo. I mean, sometimes there's a hunk. <laughs> but there are no chunks. But only sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> See, she ruined that compliment with the sometimes. <laughs> sometimes cold feet, I guess. <laughs> but, oh, look, you, I agree. You can like somebody, yeah. and it doesn't matter whether they're single. But that doesn't mean you have to start dating them when well, they're in a relationship. Yeah, you don't go off with... The, I think you said something about this in another movie we watched. You don't... I think it was uh, your... That Life in a Time of Cholera movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a point? Life in a Time of Cholera Or what's it called? Good uh, guys or something the, where where somebody's clearly in a relationship and then they with go Captain out America. with someone else yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. on a date mm-hmm. kind of even though everyone's pretending like it's not a date you're like you're on a fucking date yeah and you have a boy girlfriend uh-huh. or whatever at home yeah you should never go out with an, with another dude what is that movie called that playing it cool playing it thank cool. you <laughs> welcome back to the podcast playing it cool yeah if, if you're you, in a, if you're if in a committed you're, relationship don't go out with the opposite if you're sex intrigued by, by what yeah. any of that could do with a movie please go and listen to our episode on playing it cool what <laughs> captain america episode. cheating on someone and life in the top of color and venom there was, was a lot of Venom. There was a lot of superheroes in that movie. Love the me tick. some Topher Grace. If <laughs> you've ever, Mr. Fantastic. If yeah. you've ever thought, I just don't have enough Topher Grace in my life. Go watch. Listen to his podcast because it's funny. Mm. Is it? It's yeah. funny. You just can't have too it's much Topher Grace. Amazing, but it's it's not, it's not bad. Mm. It's sad how you hope. Uh, that's how I hope people well, describe our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not amazing, but it's not too bad. <laughs> no, this podcast is amazing. After you listen to this podcast, and you tell three friends to listen to this podcast. Go ahead and give Topher a listen. All right. We'll come right. back next week. So Liz tells her that she should pretend the girlfriend doesn't exist, never bring <laughs> her up, and if he does, nod and change the subject. Right now, though, she has to pretend he doesn't exist for the staff meeting in five minutes. Because that'll drive him crazy. At the staff meeting, she kind of keeps the distance between them, but he manages to sit next to her, and he writes on his clipboard, dinner, yes or no. Check yes or no. It was a check yes or no. Yeah. It was so cute. <laughs> like third grade. Other than uh, the fact that the creepy bastard is doing it in front of his girlfriend. Yikes. We don't know that that is his girlfriend, but mm-hmm. we don't find that out till way later in the movie. Yeah, in hindsight, yeah. like, wait a minute, he was hitting on a woman in front of his girlfriend? This guy's a special yes. piece of shit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so next we cut to that night, and we see him sitting on her couch while she's running around like a crazy person, going through her bathroom. <laughs> and John goes, like, what like, is she looking condoms? for, condoms? And I says, no, I bet it's a diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> because... The only other time yeah, I remember seeing too, I like, that oh, is in Sex of the City. She would talk about her diaphragm. Or it's Seinfeld, egg laid in the sponges. Yeah. 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 But nobody ever talks about diaphragm anymore. Why? And I then mean, you look at it like, that thing's got to go up in there first. And she blows <laughs> dust off. <laughs> That's pretty good. First of all, what happened to the diaphragm? Why is that not good birth control anymore? Nobody ever pushes the diaphragm on you. Because, because the pill is cheaper. and pills and stuff. I guess. Because you can you go get stick blow dust inside it. you. You stick it on the penis. <laughs> I just do have to say that if you yeah, have to blow dust easier. off your diaphragm, I would worry that the rubber had gotten too brittle <laughs> and maybe there was a hole in it. You might want to run some water over that and see if it leaks. <laughs> might be a best best if used by situation. <laughs> I think well, I have to take one of those things out. I don't know. I have no Never experience. Had any with experience? It. With That's it. probably pretty gross. <laughs> Now, see, I want to say things, but I feel like... What would you like to say? Maybe this isn't the best time. So you think putting your hand up in there... Yes, okay. Is fine. It's fine. But if I had to do it to take out a diaphragm, that's gross? A little bit. <laughs> it is kind of gross. 
the next podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. That'll be an Argonne podcast. I hope this is an episode your mom listens to. <laughs> Hi, Mom. How was your trip? My mother was on a cruise. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or my sister. Audra, I hope you do, You enjoy that part where we talk about being all up in there. <laughs> I don't want to think about your sister's all up in there. So then she comes out of the bathroom, presumably having cleaned and inserted the diaphragm. And, and tells we them, I get did. some sit-ups because she's sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start making out hardcore. Then they have that kind of sex that only happens in movies where I'm like, because I don't ever want to have that sex. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's because they're breaking things. They're, they're kicking yeah. stuff over and they're breaking glasses. I'm like, all right, you need to stop or you're, yeah. you're leaving. Because once the sex is over, I'm going to have to clean this shit up. They're I may like, want some of this crap. Like yeah. they're walking around with his penis all up and they're like, no. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Uh, nobody ever wants to have that sex. Up against all the surfaces and no. pulling on curtains and stuff. No. <laughs> oh, man. During the sex, uh, we get kids popping up on the screen. and Which was wrong on all kinds of levels. John, words. <laughs> John found this part very upsetting. So like, you know what? I want you to think about hot, nasty. Him, he's a little kid. <laughs> oh, well, back to the hot. Well, he's he's, he's ribbing. She's got a tallywhacker. She's, hold, she's holding on to a tell. Oh, there's been a little kid. Maybe. And then they think about it and like, oh, shit. Make it actually jump. Kids come from sex. <laughs> Which is what I was like. Yeah, it makes sense. Their kids come from sex. It makes sense to me. Maybe people should be reminded that you can have kids when you It might have been more relevant if she had get fat, if there was a pregnancy scare in this movie. Oh, yeah. But no, they're just random little kids. Ex- Tears later, explaining rapture. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's the cow, the cow scientist. There's these little kids. There's just a couple of weird insertions in this movie. <laughs> No pun intended, but then Ashley Judd is like, isn't she dressed up like a kid? She's like a the kid. third yeah. kid. Yeah, she has like pigtails up. and a, yeah. like a little kid's outfit or something. And I'm like, what is going on here? Well, it looked like she was going to Pound Town. But I mean, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, so they leave the apartment to come up for air, and she buys him a shirt because she ripped his open. Hmm. And uh, after they check out, Eddie approaches them. And they tell him, like, wow, it's so weird to run into you. We just ran into each other, and Jay was just helping him pick out a shirt. It gets awkward, because Ray's like, all right, I have to go, and he bounces. And I was like, damn, he just bounced. And I love that Hugh Jackman, like, calls him out on it. Right? He's like, oh, you guys are together. It's like, they were like, no. And then he leaves, and he's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. Hey, if you hurry, you can catch him. He's waiting for the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't care. No, he no, doesn't. he doesn't. He, he doesn't. Not the littlest of shits. Yeah. He's got his own shit going on. That's right. He, he's he's got to go because he's got to, you know... He's got some uh, lamps he's got to break. Right. Some diaphragms he's got to put but, in. That's uh... <laughs> and you know what? I bet he's having really good sex, but I bet it's not that kind of movie sex because nobody really wants that sex. And, and we know that he uses condoms, not diaphragms, because later in the movie we're going to get to that's that. That's true. Yeah. Chock I, full of condoms. I've got to tell you, if I, was, if I was dating and went to have sex with a dude and we were in my apartment and we started to have sex and it's getting good and then he starts knocking a bunch of shit over, what are you doing? <laughs> I paid 40 bucks for that. <laughs> This is before Ikea. There's broken glass. <laughs> and your husband's going to be really mad. <laughs> That's a book. Did my bookmark fall out? 
God yes. damn it. Like, and she completely glosses over the fact that I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be dead in any scenario in which I'm having sex with someone else. You're deceased. That's a lot to take in. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I'm about to switch to vodka. I promise not to have the good athletic sex sex on your gravesite. But the, another reason why we couldn't have that sex because what if they knocked over his urn with his ashes? <laughs> that was so creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that my husband on your shirt? Wow. This went dark. All of a sudden, you're gonna get dust on his tallywhacker. Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna get a UTI, and John's in heaven like. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So she asked him not to tell anyone at the office, and uh, that's my favorite part of the movie now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I don't give a shit." Yeah. And then we get another montage of them being a couple, um, seeing them being discreet at work. Uh, we see that he has clothes in her closet now. They read the newspaper together in the park, and they have lots. But your shit, no one actually does. I mean, maybe in two thousand one. <laughs> well, now they, they just be on their phones. They yeah. didn't. They had cell phones, but they were flip phones. Yeah, yeah. I know those that like the Motorola one. Mm-hmm. It's not like now where you have a tiny computer. Mm-hmm. They were they were a, a stone's throw away from Zach Morris phones. You know the big <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. They were really close to that. That's where we're at here, time wise. They were like you dropped your phone. You're like meh. <laughs> <laughs> now you drop it. You do that that scary flip over. Oh, thank God. <laughs> didn't crack. I dropped my phone the other day and I was like, motherfucker! Ooh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> Those ones, you drop them off a three-story building and you're like, nah, I'll get it in a minute. It's fine, it's fine. I broke the also, there's nothing in it really that I care about. Yeah. Because you took these tiny thumbnail grainy-ass yeah. pictures. They look like Game, Game Boy gifts them. or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so while they're making the bed one day together, he tells her he loves her. And she loves him too. Aw. Mm-hmm. And she meets up with Liz, who is shocked to hear that he told her that it's only been six weeks. And she's like, usually it takes like six months. And they have to be on top of you. And they don't really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Poor Liz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Also, anyway, welcome we, back to the podcast, Yeah, Crazy Liz. Stupid Love. Crazy <laughs> Stupid Love, where's the Tomei? <laughs> I was going to say, I thought she was in something we did before, but... We haven't done that, have we? Yeah, Crazy we, Stupid Love. I think it's your birthday. David Limhagen. Oh, my God. She's the I recovering alcoholic teacher. Oh, sorry. I've been sober no. five years, asshole. And I really liked that movie, and I completely forgot she was You're welcome, that. by the way, for the birthday. She Thank has you. bad luck with men. Yes, yeah, Unlucky does. in love. Poor, poor See, girl. I pick good birthday movies. This ha- That movie happens after this one, it. because she <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> See what I picked? Oh, I, picked, I picked a good one for your birthday too. Even though Elena yeah, talked, you had one for your birthday too. You picked a great one. Thank you. You picked a great one too. Thank you. So apparently, Ray is breaking up with his girlfriend this week and has asked her to live with him, and she agreed and has given notice to her landlord. They all moving in. And at this point, I'm looking. Six They've weeks. been dating for six yeah, weeks, like, and wow. he's only just now breaking up with his girlfriend. And not a good sign. So they're shopping for apartments, and I'm like, he's not breaking up with his girlfriend, like. What kind of asshole does this? Like, okay. she's losing her apartment. And Elaine's like, oh, guys do that all the time. Girls do that all the time. I'm like, who? How do you know this? <laughs> That's crazy. Who are you dating on the side and getting apartments with? No one, but I feel like dudes do this all the time. She, she and was women, like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Like, really? Long more than one person. I have never heard about someone having, you know what, lose. Get rid of your apartment. You're going to come move in with me. Meanwhile, I got a whole other thing going. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to double down on the lie. 
Well, they do go apartment shopping, and they find the apartment of their dreams. And it overlooks the World Trade Center. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah. and this is 2001, and this was, like, the first movie to come out on DVD and be immediately dated by... Right? <laughs> it, came, it came out a week after 9-11. 9-11, yeah. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But... What the words? They both make some really good money because they that must. fucking apartment, and that view, holy it's shit, balls! It's bigger than the office that they work in. <laughs> and I know it's true. It's a it's a rom com movie, and all these guys make yeah. crazy money to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I gotta think that these two would not be making that. Actually, kind of I feel money. like they actually have real jobs for a change. Mm-hmm. Nobody's making boats. <laughs> it's true. Although I don't know how much money you make writing for a talk show. Yeah, and it's it's a local talk show. It's not like it's a big, you know. Well, Hugh Jackman is up. looking for a roommate. That's true. Mm-hmm. And they do mention that she lives by herself. It in did just get syndicated. Her talk show. Yeah. Yeah. True, so true, so too. if it just got syndicated, they're not making sh- they're making dog shit. But anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still New York City. They're probably doing okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was brought... Okay, so we meet Ray in the beginning because he's the new producer on the show, which makes you think he's part of the syndication deal, mm-hmm. which maybe he produces multiple things that are in syndication, perhaps. And producers or usually bring in money. Get residuals. So perhaps he has He's got the money. money. She doesn't. That makes sense. So, because she obviously can't afford that apartment on her own because she doesn't move into it when things fall apart. So, we are about to find that out. We see her on the phone with Liz at work when Ray comes into her office looking rough. He he looks like he's been hit by a bus. Apparently, he ended it with the girlfriend. Mm. D. It's nuts. <laughs> Got him. That's what he refers to her as. To her. Who was apparently eerily calm about it and took it very well. But he looks like he, <laughs> like she screamed at him for four hours because it bothers him that she took it so, so well. well. It upsets him. I don't give a fuck. No. And uh, he, she wants to know what he said when she told, or when he told her about them. And he's like, I didn't think it was necessary to tell her. <laughs> I already was dumping her. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? I might have been calm if you broke up with me, but if you broke up with me and then told me you're moving in with your new girlfriend she, who you've been well, dating for six weeks behind my back, and what she's I gonna may find out. throw something at you. She's going to find out eventually. Like what? <laughs> Not the lamp, because that broke during the hot sex. Right. <laughs> Would you throw like a not the urn? Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Don't throw the urn. I'm already having you a bad just day. That up. It did give him the UTI. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he tells her that he's happy though. Now nothing is between them. They can be together, and he is thrilled. Although yeah. he's not. may <laughs> attempt to hit you in the dick with my copy of Big Trouble in Little China. Nice. Ooh. I'm going to use my copy of Love and the Time of Caller. <laughs> that I still haven't read, Carly. I never expected you would. <laughs> but I have. <laughs> For throwing. <laughs> but now there's been a turning point in their relationship, and he is different. Now he's being critical of this apartment that they fell in love with, and he's hesitant to sign the paperwork. He wants his lawyer to see it first. He has to be rich. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lawyer. He's independently fucking... wealthy. <laughs> You're right. Producers bring money. He brought the money. Um, she calls him um, as she packs. Her apartment has been rented, and she has to move. 
And mm. has the lawyer had a chance to look at the agreement yet? And he, she's leaving in voicemails. He's like, nope. <laughs> so Jay meets up with Liz, who thinks he's sleeping with somebody else. Jane's like, he doesn't have time because he's been working till 3 a.m. Like every night. And I'm like, you idiot. He's working all right. You work at the same place. Have you ever worked at 3 a.m.? I mean, I assume he's got money and he's producing more than one thing. Perhaps maybe he's only at the Diane show twice a week. Who knows? But what? I know. What? It was crazy. This makes women because look stupid. Their boss Because would you believe them? that? No. No, but they're exactly. <laughs> no no woman in their right mind would believe that and she'd blindly they make You know women why look no stupid. woman in their right mind would believe that? Because every romantic comedy I've ever seen has shown me that that dude is not working. <laughs> unless unless he's working up a sweat, having that really hot sex, breaking some other shit lady shit. <laughs> and this while we're on the subject, this movie makes men look bad too. Our two our options are Hugh Jackman or uh, fucking Ray. Mm-hmm. Or the brother-in-law. Steve! And Steve. And there's nothing wrong with Eddie. Eddie yeah. is a perfectly fine guy. I was Eddie in 2000. There's yeah. nothing wrong with being Eddie. Well, uh, if you gotta pick one. There's nothing wrong with Eddie, and there's nothing wrong with the girls who date Eddie. Sometimes um, you just want to have meaningless sex. It's fine. Hashtag Team Steven. Because <laughs> doesn't he even say he even says he's like look they know what this is so mm-hmm. he's up front with them yeah mm-hmm. I support so. that he's like I'm sorry if you go home with a dude and have sex after like just meeting somebody uh, you you it does need to be explained <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he says that that like, so you know. he's straightforward yeah. about it um, I don't want a relationship I just want sex yeah. so you want to break it down the, into two, early two thousand terms this is like blockbuster this is a one night rental yes <laughs> if Perhaps he keeps calling you and you keep having sex on the regular and it's you go out first and then have sex. Then maybe you might be dating and you could have a talk about the status. <laughs> Update. But. Put on your MySpace right. page. Of course, if you're only area. having sex, then you're a booty call and you also know the status. Yes, Ooh, a booty do. call. If they call you at like two in the morning. It's a booty call. It's a booty call. Then their name is Ray and they're cheating on their girlfriend. <laughs> All right, so Liz tells her all men have time to mess around, and if he's not sleeping with you, he's sleeping with somebody else. And then Jane watches a documentary about prey trying to escape predators. Some freeze up, some flee, and some bounce around in a zigzag motion to throw their predators off. And then a squirrel appears on the screen and says, smell the bacon, Jane. And, uh... She meets up with him and is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I'm about to be homeless in like three days. <laughs> He's like, no, you're just homeless. And, uh, <laughs> and he breaks up with her before yeah. the fucking meal comes. He can't do this. He loves her, but he just can't do this. And <laughs> something is holding him back. He can't explain it, but he just can't do this. And that drives, that's one thing that like, I, I get you're a piece of shit and it's a movie. I hate that. When movies do stuff like this where people can't talk. Like, no, dude, you're not going anywhere until you explain what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I and gave up just go, my apartment for you. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, though, she's like, I need you to leave. Bitch. Yeah. You're getting stuck with a check. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I need you to pay right. for this and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought that, too. He's, 
you you want him to at least pay you leave. <laughs> I just can't stand movies where they're like, you know, I I can't talk about this. This is too much. I got to leave. No, I no, thought, we have to talk about yeah. this. You're not going. Anywhere. I thought it was funny that he got to skip out on the check. Yeah. And then <laughs> she's like, "You need to leave." He skips out on the check, and then she cries in public. Mm-hmm. No, I need to leave because I'm gonna cry yeah. and would rather do it in the street or in that alley yeah. over there where no one can see me rather than in the restaurant over my fucking pork chop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who got screwed here. Eat. You are yeah. fine. I'm certainly not going to eat. At least throw a drink in his face and I spit in your general direction. <laughs> spit at you. All right. So Liz helps her finish packing and move her stuff, I guess, into a storage unit. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. In New York City? Her sister's house, maybe? I don't yeah. really know, yeah. Her sister's dining room, perhaps? So at work, Ray tries to talk to her while she makes a cup of coffee, but she doesn't want to talk to him. She hates him now. And he's like, it's been hard for me, too. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Eddie comes in and Jane's like, hey, you're looking for a roommate, right? And Ray's like, you're thinking of living with him? And she's like, can I come see the apartment? Yeah, Ray looks very upset. And Eddie's like, yeah, it's a nice two bedroom. (laughs) He's like, money? Yeah, Eddie knows exactly why she's doing this. Like, he gets it right away because he knows those two were, you know, for lack of a better term, fucking. And now they're not fucking. And now they're clearly not. But so he's, he's like, also excited over the prospect of getting a roommate. Yeah. And he likes her. Like, yeah. he respects her and knows she's going to be a responsible roommate. And, it, and, he doesn't, and he knows that she's got a good job. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't want to have the sex with her. Mm-hmm. Yet. She and probably this is off Ray. Right. <laughs> this is good all the way around. This is win, 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 win. Yeah. He's got that little bit of shit starter in the, in the gl- he little would, gleam in his eye. Ray would kind of be his boss. Kind of. Maybe. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to say. So you don't piss him off too much. I would yeah. piss him off exclusively because if he fires Ray, you because of this, you're about to get That's true. That's but true. But no, no. Like, true. see, Ray does. Ray is probably the delusional guy who thinks that when they get caught in the street weeks ago that he played it off just right and Eddie doesn't suspect a thing. Right. <laughs> that might also, be true. Eddie go can, get her, Ray. <laughs> Eddie can just go tell uh, what's her name on him. So she goes to his place and it's huge, like we said before. Like it's fucking massive. This really is really nice. <laughs> this is probably like an eight thousand dollar a yeah. month fucking apartment mm-hmm. in New York City. No, no wonder he's looking for happiness. No, and I don't think it is because this is the early two thousands when the meat district was like the up was right at the beginning of gentrification. So he probably got in on the ground level because they're right says, over a butcher shop. They were looking for rent control. control apartments and they found this one. They so the, the it's rent controlled. Uh, Friends rule. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, pretty the, sure the that this thing is... only applies to when you were living there. You don't get well. You, you know, this person died. So okay, I'll get their rate. That's yeah. not how that works. But maybe you get your rate and it's rent control when that guy died. It, it would be rent control, but whatever his rent but, is, yes, they, but, they just lock that in. But but, but it's going to be low for now. Like we wouldn't get but, it for that now because the meatpacking district. Like I don't know if this was sword. a real thing in New York, but. In the early 2000s, there was a thing in TV shows about the meatpacking mm-hmm. district and how you could get in really cheap, be, and it was becoming like there's all these clubs and shit over there, because there was a whole thing in Sex in the City about oh, it. Oh, God. There you go. So it was, it was a trope at that time period. Mm-hmm. So, well, hey, you know, New York City is And it's not, it's not like it <laughs> like is Like Harlem now. is a really nice place to there live There was... <laughs> There was a time not so long ago where it wasn't millions of dollars to live in the city in New York. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's not since I've been alive. <laughs> All right. So anyway, she's moving in. He's going to fix the hole in the wall. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> she's like, what the hell is this? There's a giant hole in one wall the size of a double door. And he's like, well, I was going to do some renovations. And he promises to fix it before she moves in. And when I fix it, he hammers up a quilt. <laughs> Fix. It's true. Oh, when she moves in, she wants to put some stuff in the medicine cabinet, and that's when we discover that it is... And by some oh stuff, that she has a, a box full of tampax, so she's finally trying to place to hide her tampons, you know? And Not hide, she, just put them in there. And, yeah. and she wants it to his fucking... Ho- he's got like, I don't know, what he... They have all the condoms. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's got like eight boxes of fucking condoms in there. It's like, yeah. either you, you have a big st- fucking weekend planned. Yeah. <laughs> you walk to the store, you have condoms? Yes, I'll take them. Because <laughs> she, she's like, do we have to share a bathroom? He's like, no, I don't use a bathroom or something like that. It's only where, it's what he uses to store his condoms. It's though. 2001 yeah. in New York City. They have condoms pretty, you know, readily available. Look, a man likes to be prepared. I appreciate a man's preparedness. <laughs> Condominiums. Hmm. I never use them. So Rocky she, too. she lays in bed, unable to sleep. He offers her a glass of alcohol. He pushes it, it through, through the, the hole. <laughs> he lifts up a corner of the blanket and says, here's something for the pain, and pushes it in. And Which she comes cute. out a little later through the hole and sits with him, and he tells her he went to open the wall right after his ex moved out. Like, he thought if he opened the wall, it would help him be able to breathe again. Well, he said he opened it with an axe, though. Which I was like, hmm, I might not be living here then. <laughs> you just There's get the, the urge to start killing things with axes. He offers her a cigarette. She doesn't smoke, but she tries to, for some reason, and coughs a whole lot. And then he's like, put your shoes on. We're going downstairs. And what's funny is that he doesn't look natural when he's smoking. Like He doesn't, doesn't look yeah. right. Like, it doesn't seem like it's something he does. But she... Grabbing the cigarette looks completely natural and looks like she's faking the cough. <laughs> <laughs> this bar they go to is Hogs and Heifers, which is a ah, real bar in New other. York. Mm-hmm. And this was featured in more than one movie in the early 2000s because it was also featured the bar that Coyote Ugly is based upon. Oh, oh cool. really? Uh-huh. I did not know that. I really like that movie. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Makes me happy. Oh, I've seen it. Fucking <laughs> terrible. It's good. Maybe we should watch it. We have it on DVD. No, we don't. We're going to watch uh, Endgame, so. Oh, all right. We have more than one TV. We do. They go <laughs> to the bar downstairs. She wallows about how... It was so amazing, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't work for him anymore? What the fuck? And he's like, well, it's because you were living in a fantasy. This is reality. Romance, true love, soulmates, they don't exist. She thinks his ex really did a number on him, but he thinks he has found liberation in embracing the reality through casual sex. And there's a girl he gives the eyes to at the bar over her shoulder, and she's like, I almost feel sorry for her. And he's like, look, that's not fair. I don't ever offer anything that other than casual, and it's her fault if she puts me up on a white horse and thinks it's anything more. And then he goes to talk to her. Later, when she can't sleep, Jane goes to the bathroom and runs into that chick from the bar, coming out of the bathroom. And she's thinking about what's worse, men who are like Ray, who blind you with promises and charm, or those like Eddie, who go right for the sex. And in the end, it doesn't matter. They're all cast from the same mold. But which why? Is, which is very offensive. <laughs> um, thanks, asshole. Yep. Well, she is spurned, I guess. So. I don't care. And there's really, in general, there's really wrong, nothing wrong with either of those types of men. Ray, of course, is a fucking cheater, so we know he's wrong. But if you're with a guy and then he just decides he doesn't like you anymore... Sometimes that happens. <laughs> so, yeah, like, very soon after, she reads an article about bulls preferring new cats. 
And then... And then so she she so lumps she, in all men into this little group. No, she does, does kind of like Blade did. <laughs> she does like all Blade kinds like Blade of did. Blade weird. hates all vampires. From uh. what one vampire did. So she hates all men from what man one man did to her. Oh, if you want to hear more of our theories about Blade, <laughs> please listen to our episodes on Blade and Blade Two. And coming um, soon. <laughs> so podcast eventually you. Blade Three. Um, Blade three. But she does so much research. Uh-huh. She falls down a rabbit hole. You know how you are about documentaries about This is what she is on friends these don't want to hear about that. Like she picked up so many books. Uh-huh. Books, magazines, internet articles. She she did fell, fall down quite She a got internet articles. Both of them. It's not like she just concocted this theory out of whole cloth. She actually did some research though. Um she did. But just because someone wrote it down doesn't make it fucking true. I'm not saying that. It's, it's on the internet. <laughs> she meets up with Liz to discuss her theory, and she's like, sooner or later, all women become old cows. We've already been serviced. And Liz is like, look, the world doesn't revolve around your romantic situation. <laughs> and she's like, how long have you been in love? <laughs> So, yeah, Liz Which, has a guy. And I was so hoping that this just worked out for Liz and she would live happily ever after, but it's uh. a chick flick, and as I knew it wasn't going to happen. I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> so, Jane is happy for Liz's likely temporary happiness, but it's not going to be derailed from her uh, information gathering. From her uh, <laughs> information <laughs> gathering. One might call it a crusade. One night, Eddie comes into her room and wants to know what she's up to. He's like, what the hell have you been doing? And he takes a book she's reading and reads some aloud. Um, and states she's trying to grab it, so he's avoiding her. And he holds her head so she can't Looks reach it. Looks like him. it's her journal where she's just writing she's down writing random notes, yeah. facts. Mm-hmm. And he reads aloud about banana slugs, how they're hermaphrodites who chew one another's penises off while mating. <laughs> and he closed the book, drops it on the bed, and is like... I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> he seems concerned for her. He's like, I worry about you. <laughs> like, he generally seems like he wants her to be happy and everything, but after reading that, I would need a minute to. Like, all right, we're going to regroup and try this another day. We see her in the elevator at work, slowly making her way closer to Ray so she can stand behind him and smell him. And then we cut to her at a doctor's office asking to have her erotic nose brain removed so she can hopefully someday live a normal life of not being reminded of him. And this is where we see she is a crazy person. <laughs> so we cut right back to her in the elevator, all alone, still smelling the air. <laughs> but she's wow. not just having a hard time. She's legit turned the corner into crazy. <laughs> so on the hot crazy scale, she has crossed the line. She's yes. crossed the line heavily into crazy territory. <laughs> <laughs> One I mean, night, she, she gets a lot of. Legal, no, apparently <laughs> not for apparently not for Tony. He's she's still on the hot no, side. She's in the hot crazy scale. She's perfectly right there. <laughs> she just needs to do something about that hair. <laughs> Tony hates oh. her hair. Her hair is I said, oh, I really miss my hair like that. I want to cut my hair. <laughs> and I was like, no, your hair looks great the way it is now. <laughs> and thank you, Tony. Just <laughs> hats. Oh. One night she goes into the kitchen in her underpants and a tank top and then digs around the fridge because she's going to eat some leftover takeout. And I asked the lamb, I was like, so you're living with some dude who you're not banging. Are you going to walk around the house like that? And she's like, yep. <laughs> I said, yeah, it covers more than a bathing suit. Especially if you think he went to sleep and you I just want to go too. grab some food. Because I was like, that's a little weird. But then I was like, no, because I've lived with 
people, girls and guys, and sometimes you just get like that. And you're like, dude, you don't give a fuck. And I walk around my, this is my house. I walk around on t-shirts and underpants all the time. And I really wish you wouldn't. We have a roommate well, who I don't you think walk wants around to in see your pants. Yes, but, but when I think she's sleeping, here, sometimes I'll sneak to the laundry yes. room. <laughs> and both you and the boy walk around in your underwear, so you can walk around in your underwear, but I can't. Right. In my own home. Yes. But you can. Right. Again, yes. this is <laughs> second time this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this math does not check out. When Gwen was living here, I wouldn't do that. Because then there's a girl in the house. You did, though. Not when, No. Yes. I did not. You did. All did right. not. When All you right. thought she was asleep, you would go Stop. downstairs and get shit out of the fridge in your underwear. She was asleep. Well, and she s- thinks he's asleep. Back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's not asleep. He's in the bathroom. He comes out. He's also in his underpants. So they both did it. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, she tears a piece of paper towel to cover herself with and tries to be all casual as he asks her if she, like him, often can't sleep. And then he goes to have some leftover stew and they end up sitting on the counter next to one another eating noodles. In a very weird way. Is that how you eat noodles? <laughs> I've Not me, but I, I prefer my leftovers warm anyway. So. Nope, I prefer mine cold and I've eaten them just like that. You pull them out of the... Out of the and you just let them dangle and you go underneath and you just put them all in. It's not Maybe a weird it's a New way. York thing. I don't, I know. don't know. I like my leftovers warm as well. But He's from Australia. Cold. <laughs> he likes his leftovers moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, they he throws a cold dumpling in the trash, and she says, "Way to go, Tomcat!" Two points, and he's like, "What?" And she says. She was a high school cheerleader, and now he wants to see a cheer. Yeah, she interjected that so they could talk about her being a cheerleader. Yes, and this is that also one thousand percent interjected high school for this she, reason. That was in her hometown, and mm-hmm. their mascot was the Topcats. Yeah, and also this reminds me of the Friends episode where um, Rachel was going to put on her cheerleading outfit to impress yes. Tag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tag. Because if you're going to talk about you being a cheerleader, it's only so because girls think that all guys are obsessed with cheerleaders. Um. Carly has talked about being a cheerleader more than once, and I don't think she does it because she thinks no. I'm obsessed with cheerleaders. No, no. One hundred percent. Once you've never really done it to impress anybody, it's just like it was a huge driving force of my adolescence. It's just a thing that comes up in I conversation did it five times a week. Why? What else <laughs> would you say? Way to go, Tomcat! It doesn't really because it's just something that's stuck in your brain. So he would have to ask, "What do you mean by Tomcat?" She didn't. I was a cheerleader. She was half asleep Boom. eating leftovers. It's just something that comes out. Mm. Anywho. Anywho. She, he's like, do a cheer for me. And she's like, you have to do something that warrants a cheer. And he throws three cold dumplings in the trash left-handed, which she's left-handed, so it really wasn't impressive. But <laughs> she thinks it was. She did. <laughs> and he's like, one, two, three. <laughs> and she's going to do a cheer. And does he promise not to laugh? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> She does a cheer, and he seems to be into it. Because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it wakes up his lady friend. And uh, and she, the lady friend, does not seem pleased about coming out of the room and finding the dude she just slept with and is sleeping in his bed with an, a woman in her underpants. <laughs> Jumping around the kitchen. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. Calling him a tomcat. <laughs> Wait, it is what it looks like. <laughs> She's like, I'm the roommate, and the the girl's just like, whatever, and goes back in there. No, she's pissed. 
And my guess is that she went in there and put her clothes on and left. Probably. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're not expecting girl roommate in her underpants, that could be a little disconcerting. But you did just come home with a dude you don't, you yeah. hardly know, and have sex with him. Yeah, Isn't this the one that's the roommate of the girl that he no. dated last week? No, that's not. That's the Christmas party. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so Jane almost runs into Ray when they're both trying to hail a cab, but then walks away when she sees him and ends up at Liz's place. Liz feels stupid. She had felt like things were off with her and her guy for a little while and was disappointed when he decided that it was best she not join him in France. But when she called to wish him good night, some woman answered in his hotel room. Penelope Pope. At 1 a.m. Paris time. Who's Penelope Pope? The girl he's fucking. She's like, I don't know, but that's who's what she said. But I said, who the fuck is this? So now Jane is ready to discuss. Let's let's flesh out this theory together now that you're jilted. Less than 5% of all male animals are monogamous. The other 95% are fucking Penelope Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it says pucking, but anyway. Does she say pucking Penelope Pope? That's what it said on the... She does um, say that. It's really, I guess it's a mistake or she's trying to be funny. <laughs> or maybe it was... Maybe they couldn't say fucking. Maybe it was like when I said... Um, well, that's true. You can only use one F-bomb or you lose your PG-13 rating. No, no maybe it was like. PG-13 maybe it's like when I said that word earlier. That wasn't the word I meant to say. Tabloid. Yes. <laughs> Tabloid. Sometimes you just say the wrong word by accident. <laughs> At work, Ray brings Jane a bagel, just the way she likes, and she throws it in the trash. Yeah, why the hell would you bring her a bagel? I mean, she's clearly pissed at you, and you're gonna bring a peace offering of a bagel. She also has that. a little mini recorder. <laughs> That she says, Race has a cold, I hope it turns into a pneumonia, and one of his lungs collapses. No, she says, I hope his ab muscles atrophy <laughs> from bed rest. rest. <laughs> that seems a bit harsh. But okay. Uh, it doesn't really seem like his abs are that impressive either. Now, I think Greg Kinnear is very handsome, but I don't think Greg Kinnear when I think great abs. No, you would think of Hugh Jackman in 10, 20 years from now. Because Hugh Jackman in this, he's like, he's in good shape. But in 10, 20 years, look at the cover of the fucking Wolverine. He's like, oh my God! He's, his abs have abs. So Liz tells Jade about how her boss wants to add a column about men for the female readership of their magazine where she works. And uh, she wants Jane to write it. Jane's uh, new cow theory. And uh, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. And she's like, look, we'll come up with a pen name. And I think it'll be good for you to get it all out on paper. Be cathartic. So she and Liz get together and they create a character. Jane's pretty, like, she's like, this is just the incoherent ramblings of a crazy person. All I have is a bunch of weird facts and theories, mm-hmm. and they're insane. Like, she, <laughs> she does know that they are insane. And like, are. she's she's not at the crazy point yet where she... You know, um, I feel like she's come down. It feels like it feels like she's come down just a, a smidgen on this crazy scale. Like she's got this crazy theory, but she knows it's a crazy theory. Yeah, she's self-aware. <laughs> but like, they do like get Skynet? together and create the background for her uh, non-existent scientist pen name, and they decide to have fun with it. They even find a little old lady who recently passed away with no surviving relatives to picture as a fictitious. But it was somebody's piano teacher, and John is like, somebody would recognize her. Especially because they said she was even from New York. Yeah, somebody would be like, um, I know her. That was my neighbor, or, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not Dr. So-and-so, that's Edith. 
<laughs> so we see Jane having trouble writing the article. And what's funny here, I hate to cut you off there, no, was fine. as they're just making shit up, she's like, oh, the co-founder of this thing. and this, It's Indian. like, wow, this is so before Google was a thing. Because people yeah. would be Googling yeah. the shit out of this. Be like, That's true. What? <laughs> this isn't even a thing. <laughs> Can't just make up shit like that The anymore. old school internet was a hell of a place. Yeah. It was the Wild West. <laughs> Very hard to hide yourself. Now you couldn't do that shit. No. Try that shit now. Everybody You're, would know that you were Fibber. As soon as you put anything out whatsoever, you put out a name. People would Fibber, Fibber, Magoosnik. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magoosnik? Yes. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> See, he's like, why would she say Tomcats? That's why. It's the Fibber, Magoosnik thing. Some things are just in your brain and you just say them. Mm-hmm. Like Tallywhacker. Okay. Or Megalush Long. Or Weddy. Your sister was at the store the other day. Oh. Buying shirts for Justin. Really? Now's a good time. Well, I just... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Oh. Oh. So eventually she starts talking into her me, recorder about the tools male cows use to lure their new cows. The current cow sob story is one of them. You're so easy to talk to. Not like my current cow. Well, this may <laughs> seem flattering to you. It's really flattering to him. By showing him as open and sensitive and honest. He just wants somebody to talk to. <laughs> no, he wants someone to... She calls it, at one point, the myth of male shyness. <laughs> Some dudes are shy. And Some then, dudes are legitimately shy. I am not. Some <laughs> dudes are really shy. <laughs> and then there's the, I just try so hard, and she probably doesn't mean to be a cold cow. <laughs> and this makes it seem like... He has a good reason to end it with the old cow, but he still feels guilty about it. <laughs> but does he? And he comes home early because it didn't work out with his latest lady friend. And Jane is writing and wants to know what happened. And he's like, I don't know. I just lost interest. And she's like, why? What happened? I need more information. <laughs> Apparently, when they got back to her place after a movie and dinner, she was hungry. She seems to always be hungry. And she took a pint of haagen out of the freezer and started eating it straight out of the container. And she's like... So, <laughs> he's like, something about it just turned me off. And she's like, would it have made a difference if she shut the refrigerator door? Yes, it would Would have. it have made a difference if she put it in a bowl? No. Would it have made a difference? No, like, I will legitimately be pissed off she, if she didn't shut the fucking freezer door. She literally goes insane on she does. him. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with his statement. She went out to dinner with the girl... They saw a movie, they come home, she starts eating all this ice cream, and he's just like, you know what, I'm just not attracted to you. I think that's fine. <laughs> you know what, I think he did her a solid. He's like, you know what, there's just no chemistry. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to have lemon law you just and I'm going to Just power <laughs> through it and have sex with her anyway, even though he doesn't care about, like, I mean. Well, he doesn't care about most of them, dear. <laughs> I know, but, like, if it turned him off, and sometimes you, like, and I don't think, I, and sometimes you watch somebody eat and you're like, oh, I can't. <laughs> no. But Jane is incensed, and she goes crazy. Yeah, she does. She's like, there's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> and he's like, goodbye, good night, psycho. And he goes to his room. And she's yelling. He's like, all right, bye. <laughs> the article hits, and it's a hit. Well, of course it is. People go crazy over it. People Oprah it even reads movies. it on yeah, her Section show. City, there's like eight movies like this. Yeah. They want Dr. Charles to come on, all these talk shows. I could see how on the talk show circuit where they interview people yeah. that are, and it was a big hit with the magazine. Actually, this makes sense. Uh, I could see it, but of, of course it's a hit. 
And Liz is like, don't worry, I have it under control. I'm telling like everybody that okay. Dr. Charles is somewhere else, so nobody has any idea where to start looking. But I think that fuels it, too. Who is this person? Mm-hmm. We can't find her. But Jane's boss uh, finds out about the article. And she's like, this is the guest we've been waiting for. This is the ungettable get. We need this doctor on our show. Yes, nobody else has been able to get her. Oprah couldn't get her, but you're going to get her in your little (laughs) talk show. She assigns Eddie to find her and get her on the show. Which I thought was weird because it's Jane's job. (laughs) Jane's job is to get people on the show. (laughs) Eddie, you get her. Isn't that her fucking job? (laughs) Hey, best grip. I need you to go (laughs) Go direct for a while. Eddie's like, hey, uh, your best friend works at that magazine. Come on. What does she know? And she's like, she's looking into it. She doesn't know anything. And he's like, I don't believe you. Give me your number. I'm going to call her. And she's like, you won't get a hold of her anyway. And I'm not giving you her number. And she's at yoga. Jimamuki. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, okay. What? And he calls information. I want Jimamuki. <laughs> In New York. What? It's a yoga place. <laughs> oh. And All right, Jane and he hangs up. Got it. Follows him and run, is, tries to stop him the whole way there, but he barrels right into that yoga studio, and uh, she's looking for Liz to try to spare her from this, and he's looking for Liz, and they stop her and tell her, but he just barrels right through him, which we like. She needs to do. take off her shoes. They yeah. stop her and not him because <laughs> you can only stop one person. And. Uh, she sees Liz coming out of the locker room and is like, go back, back in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes right into the room where there's a class going on and ends up knocking people over. <laughs> yeah. Because they're also, this is a strange yoga class. <laughs> they're doing a weird thing with their legs. like. Mm. But, uh, but then, who does he see in there? Becca. Becca. His ex. And he's stunned. The one he uh, broke into the wall after she moved out. The one who made him an axe murderer. Pulled the shining on. Yeah. (laughs) This throws him off completely. She's like, what are you doing here? And he says, I don't know. And leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Jane looks at her, at Rebecca, and is like, Oh, that's the that's the woman that messed him up <laughs> and follows him and goes like, after you him. really jacked this dude up she wants to she wants him to talk to her about it and he's like there's nothing to talk about and now Liz is coming out and he's like hey Liz and I was like oh they've met <laughs> we never saw that I'm sure they have to have met because she's probably been over the apartment probably. right they're, they're like besties <laughs> he's like hey Liz and then he pushes the button for the elevator and who comes off of it it's Jane's sister and her husband, and they've just signed up for the pregnancy class. At the Jibabuti. And Jane introduces them to Eddie, um, and her sister's like, oh, you're Eddie, as if Jane has been saying that they're dating or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know talking about Eddie. You know what? If this is my roommate, and we get along pretty good most of the time, and I've been talking about him and talking about him, and now you see him, and he's pretty handsome, <laughs> you have already shipped us in your head. <laughs> That's probably true. So she sees how cute he is, and she clicks with how much her sister talks about this guy, and she thinks, oh my god, they're getting married. (laughs) Wait, what? That's how girls This is a recently impregnated woman who's on a lot of hormones. Yes, she is absolutely thinking that. Alright, that checks out. (laughs) She's pretty high up there on the crazy scale. Yeah. No, she's on the hot scale. Only to Steven. 
And he's like, yeah. uh, well, congratulations on the baby. I'm out. <laughs> and that night, Jane wants to knock on his bedroom door and talk to him or get him to talk to her. But she stops herself because he doesn't want to talk about it. He wants to graze in greener pastures. And he brings a very young date to the company Christmas party. The roommate of the woman Jane made coffee for last Sunday morning. Mm. And she, he, and he's like, yep. And she's like, isn't that complicated? And he like, says, for me. it's never complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and when he goes back to his date, she's standing by the bar. She sees Ray across the room and they make eye contact. And he comes over to her and orders another drink. And he talks to her. He misses her. And he wants to have dinner, maybe Friday night. And she's like, Friday night is New Year's Eve. And he's like, oh, yeah, you probably have plans. And she's like, don't you have plans? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. No, I don't. I don't have any plans. <laughs> and he's like, maybe, could I call you? And she's like, all right, you can call me. You call me, maybe. And then Sorry. <laughs> Liz and Jane are talking about how Liz doesn't understand why Jane doesn't want to become a post-feminist icon. The article has become huge. I think she wants her to write more articles yeah. or something. And she's like, while we're out shopping, we should find something great to wear to the New Year's Eve party we're going to. And Jane's like, I made other plans. And she's like, what? Uh, well, Ray asked her out. Mm. So she's going to go out on New Year's Eve. <laughs> with that piece of chip. With Ray. And she's like, Ray Brown? The devil incarnate? No, no. <laughs> no I'm going Ray Stans, actually. <laughs> Famous Ray's. He owns a pizza chain. Liz is like, no, no, no. I forbid it. I thought you were over this. And when Jane's were you under like, me? Oh. I think I'm having second thoughts. And she's like, oh. So now Dr. Charles is having second thoughts, too. That's why you don't want to write anymore. New Year's Eve, Jane needs to get ready. But Eddie is in the bathroom, finishing up getting ready to go to his party. She doesn't want to tell him she's going out with Ray. And he invites her to go with him. And she's like, I don't want to be a member of your harem. And he's like, I'm going solo tonight. Thought I'd keep my options open. And uh, she sees something on the counter and finds out that he's trying to quit smoking. Because some chick he slept with said she wanted to marry a smoker. So, <laughs> so he quit smoking. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, Liz calls hoping Jane has changed her mind, but she hasn't. And Eddie comes out of the bathroom, and he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why well, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, fine. Here's where I'm going to be. If you change your mind, come out. And she runs and gets ready and then ends up hanging out by herself because he does not show up. Ooh. Her <laughs> hair is terrible here. Oh, yeah. It's terrible throughout. <laughs> it's, but this is like the worst fucking hair. I also don't like this dress, but John thought it was pretty. I liked it. And that coat she wears that looks like a silk bathrobe. <laughs> what an actual and fuck. And not keeping you warm in New York City on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that checks out. Oh, man. That dress reminded me, I mean, it was very late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it was. All the fucking satin slip dresses. And <laughs> she goes to the party, because she gets sad, so she decides to go to Eddie's um, New Year's Eve party. And it's just nothing but wall-to-wall -wall satin slip dresses. <laughs> yeah. And nobody wore a bra in 2001. I forgot about Ooh, that. They did not. <laughs> Good old days. <laughs> She goes to the party that Ray or that Eddie's here. at. Those she gets were there the days. Like a minute before New Year's, because <laughs> she like walks in and they start the countdown. Right. 
And he comes down the steps and sees her, but she doesn't see him. And she joins in the countdown, but looks like she's going to cry. She's crying and coming down. <laughs> and it's very like, awkward. So sad. <laughs> but it's a good thing everybody else is drunk around her, so and they don't yeah. notice. All like, I want to reach in the TV and give her a hug, but it's yeah. okay. The whole room is just Sounds getting real low. Your hair will grow back. Yeah. <laughs> They're just looking at each other. But anyway, she, she, she can't take all this merriment, so she turns to leave, and he can't get down the steps to catch her. And she goes outside, breaks the heel on the front steps, picks it up, and jogs away as fast no, as no, she can. No, no, she doesn't jog away. She looks like fucking Quasimodo <laughs> limping away because she's got one heel. And it, it takes all the emotion out of the scene because now she's like, limping away, and I'm laughing. He's losing it. And I said, you don't want, when one of your heels breaks, you have to break the other one because you can't walk like that. And he's like, you're damn straight, she looks like Quasimodo. I'm sorry. Oh, For all the Quasimodos out there, didn't mean to offend you. Oh, wow. And he gets outside, and she's gone. He's frustrated and sits on the front steps to finish his drink. The next work day, Ray ends up on the elevator with Jane and wants to talk to her. And she hasn't taken any of his calls. And she says, you mean the calls you made after the one you didn't? And mm. he's like, like I had a good reason. I need to explain. And, and she's like, look. I don't care what your reason is. Yeah. But she's being so nice to everybody else and just ignoring it. She's being obviously nice to everybody else. Loud about it and excited about it. And uh, she's like, I feel good. You gave me a gift. Now I'm over you. Any illusions I had about what kind of guy you are, they're gone. I'm good now. And this is her closure. <laughs> <laughs> Closure's important. And uh, the boss comes up and says, staff meeting, two minutes. And then Jane is kind of struck for a second. And Ray's like, what's wrong? And he's like, and she goes, she's wearing the shirt I bought you. Mm. And that's when she realizes. That's quite a kick in the teeth right there. And he says, yep, Diane and I got back together just before New Year's and went away for a couple days. He's really sorry. And she's, she's like back. She's yeah. She's like back together. together. And she's like, oh shit, D, you you dumped the boss <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I work with you. <laughs> We're all gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. Now it'll be alright. And now the Jane, old new cow doesn't know. <laughs> the old new cow. That's <laughs> now she's Jane described. Has to go into the staff meeting with them. And Eddie comes out of his office at the same time as she's walking and she stops. And he turns around like, what is going on? And she's like, D, Diane is D. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And he's like, Ray's ex that he broke up with to be with me was Diane. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) It's like somehow I'm going to be the only one to get fired at all of this. But he's like, look, you have to go in there. Pull yourself together. We have a staff meeting. We're at work. Don't cry. Please, don't cry. <laughs> she's she like, starts crying. She's like, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> and Jane cannot focus on the meeting at all. She keeps fanning herself with paper. She's not answering any questions. Eddie is covering for her. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie even starts fanning a little bit with so the book. So she doesn't look crazy. He's like, yeah, it's hot here. <laughs> He's good backup. He's answering questions for her. They're having Gerard Depardieu on as a guest next week. And Diane's like, has anybody seen the new movie? And Ray has. 
He talks about how emotional it is about it's a all man broke up about it. whose marriage falls apart and it's brutal. His wife means everything to him. And there's this scene where he's just sitting alone in a dark room crying and you can feel how broken it is. And Jane's looking at him like, what? <laughs> like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> And she, she's like, she just starts laughing, and Eddie laughs too because he's really doing a good job trying to make her not look nuts. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's like, "Is this a joke?" And everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "How can he feel so much for this chubby Frenchman, but nothing when he stomps over someone's heart in real life?" No. And she just wants somebody to explain this to her because she doesn't know what he's talking about. And she leaves, and they're all looking at around like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and uh, then later she goes back and talks to her boss. And Diane's like, look, I understand that someone broke your heart, but you can't take it out on poor Ray. <laughs> poor Ray. And this is the really awkward scene because she is just, in, Ray is, a, he's, he's a ray of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest of us know, I'm like, oh, you poor woman. Because you know, at some point, she's going to find out what kind of shitbag he is. Well, she tells um, Jane about how six months ago her boyfriend left her. And she was devastated. But did you see it? No. Because this is business. Mm -hmm. And she kept her shit together. If she falls apart, then the whole show will fall apart. She (laughs) has a job to do. She also said she wanted him back, so she went. And got him back. And that's what Jane should do. <laughs> She's like, have you talked to him? You need to talk to him. I showed up at his house with two corned beef sandwiches, lightly toasted. And I said, I'm lost without you. And now we're back together. And now we're happy. <laughs> and Jane is like, oh. <laughs> at the bar, she explains this interaction to Liz and Eddie. And Liz is like, is it real? She can't really be happy with him. This is tragic, not romantic. She's like, she only believes that crap because she has to. <laughs> She's an old cow. He's not going to end up with her. And Liz says they need to adjust their radar a bit. Learn to be attracted to men that they're just not attracted to. And Eddie's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, look, there was a time when I would be attracted to a guy like you, Eddie. But because of Dr. Charles and what I've learned, I'm adjusting and I'm overcoming the testosterone. Because <laughs> of Dr. Charles, a made-up yep. person that she was in the room with yeah. when yep. the person was made up, is making life decisions. Yep. Now she can control like her Phil. passions right. and proudly say she doesn't find Eddie the least bit desirable. And then she says she needs to go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> because she hasn't gotten sober yet. So, <laughs> and Eddie tells Jane after Liz walks away, he's like, you know that she's crazy? Does she know that she's crazy? And Jane is like, no, she's right. Diane is an old cow. He can't go back to her. And Eddie is like, this is the point where he's like, enough of this. These are people, not cows. <laughs> And he leaves, but Jane follows him. And Liz returns with their drink, and it's like, oh, I'm by myself now. <laughs> Holding three drinks, like, okay. Uh, Jane follows Eddie home and says she should have known he'd take Ray's side. He's like, it's not about sides, it's about dealing with reality, and you need to get a grip. And uh, she's like, oh, coming from an emotional moron who uses women like ATM machines. And he's like, I don't get that. How do- <laughs> <laughs> 
They both think the other one has an unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> so he gets dumped and sleeps around a bit, and he's a moron, but she gets dumped and becomes the disciple of some crone slash quack behavioral scientist, and she's normal, and she's like, she's not a crone or a quack, and goes into her room. But he follows her, and he's like, look... Yeah. Well, you were out there. It ain't like she can lock her door. No, there's a big hole. <laughs> she can't slam the tent. So she locks the door and he goes through the hole. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, um... <laughs> So, while she was out there obsessing over these theories of why men don't come back, she was secretly hoping he would. Men are evil, scum. But please, Ray, won't you make a liar out of me? Well, you got what you asked for, Jane. He didn't. He did go back, just he did it with the wrong girl. Mm. And she's like... <laughs> and then he dropped the mic and walked away yeah. before that was a thing but he said it's over why can't you just let it go and she's like I, because I was happy and if this theory is wrong then that, men's, that means men don't leave all women they just leave me and he sits next to her that's really sad and mm. he's like look I know how you feel we, you think you're never going to feel that again it was so wonderful and now it's gone and you're, you're never going to find it again He's like, but you will. You'll find it again. It's not the end. You're Ashley Judd. He's not the last man you're going to love. <laughs> just do your cheer. <laughs> yeah, just, walk around in your underwear doing the cheer. You'll Get get down somebody. to Coyote Ugly. Mm -hmm. Do your cheer. And everything will work. Somebody will come home. She's like, look at me. I'm a mess. And he's like, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're real. And he's not the last man you're going to love. And he holds her while she cries. And then they fall asleep. And they wake up, or he wakes up, and they're like face-to-face -face holding, holding hands. hands. <laughs> Who sleeps like that? <laughs> Who sleeps with their faces that close? Yeah. Wouldn't you be breathing all over each other? <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and John's face is that close to mine. <laughs> and then I roll over. And kicks me in the Ouch. Well, because, he doesn't roll over. Because John breathes through his mouth when he sleeps. I do, too. <laughs> so he, it's not just... Boom! Team mouth breather. <laughs> It's not just the breathing in your face, it's the morning breath, too. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I know. Uh, <laughs> I sleep the other way. With headphones in. That's why <laughs> headphones in sometimes. Over. She's not. <laughs> he sleeps with headphones in every night, not just sometimes, whether I snore or not, because now he needs them to sleep. It does help. <laughs> Don't you? That pressure or something? No, because they go in, and I sleep on this side. He only puts it in I one I only put ear, it in the one ear. Which sometimes, hmm. if the other one is, like, sticking out of its pillow, then I it. can hear it, and I, like, push it up underneath. <laughs> what, what, is it music it's or podcast? What, you, podcast. what you do is you get a special set of headphones, podcast. right? And you cut that one. So but then the headphones will work just fine, just well, only out of one ear. His the phone bad. will only use Bluetooth headphones now, because the jack messed up. Yeah. But, uh, it the is bad, 2019, let me Yeah, the bad part is, though, is if I don't set the podcast so or whatever the stories because sometimes it'll just loop into other shit so it'll start reading me like horror stories or <laughs> shit like that and I'll like wake up oh my god what the fuck and pull the pull out <laughs> wakes up freaked out yeah. no no well he wakes up and he is not freaked out and he smells her and then which freaked if, me out I don't know if he actually goes back to sleep or if he just pretends to I don't know it, kind of, <laughs> like, it looked like he, like he smelled her but it looked like he was trying to decide if he wanted to like kiss her hand or her forehead or something and then he just closes his eyes and then she starts to stir 
and she seems to have slept very well and is like, oh, this is nice. And then she realizes she's not alone and she opens her eyes and, and then she's not as comfortable anymore. <laughs> she can't escape because she's holding hands. She's got to do the old hug and roll. Yeah. <laughs> well, she tries to get out and that's when he ends up uh, <laughs> hopping a field. <laughs> Which makes me think he was over. awake. Yeah, uh, he was. I thought so too. Yeah, he but was if I, had tried this, if I had tried this slowly slide out of the bed move that she does, I would have fallen on the ground. <laughs> well, she kind of does. No, but she, but she manages to kind of slide out and do a very quiet, like, somersault thing and sit in the chair and oh, make yeah. no noise. So that is training. not what I would have done. <laughs> Elaine kicks the bed every night. It was night. the cheerleading training. Do you have any toes left? This morning, I tri- like the comforter was leaning on the floor, and I tripped over the bit of comforter that was on the floor. And John's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "There's blanket all over the floor." <laughs> Is that first time you go past the bed and don't fall? <laughs> wow. Uh, so anyway, she uh, she ends up in the chair, and uh, then he wakes up. He looks at her. and He's like, "Hey," and she she wants she seems to want to discuss what happened. And he's like, no, you're not analyzing this. Also, what's there to analyze? You were crying. I was helping you. And we fell asleep. Like, really? What? <laughs> he's like, I'm just happy I slept all night with a woman and didn't cop a feel. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe why. That's how we know he was awake. But that makes her laugh. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of diffuses the situation. She's relieved because... Uh, it would be awkward if he thought it meant something. And he's like, wouldn't that have blown Dr. Charles out of the water? And she's like, temporarily maybe, but you would have shown your spots eventually. Men never fail to do what's in their nature. Ouch. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what? He's well, like, what's that? Abandon you? Disappoint you? I will agree that men are going to do what's in their nature, but not everybody's nature is bad. Yeah. So... So good. And he's like, "What's really behind these theories? What are you hiding?" And she's like, "Nothing." And he he's like, "It's not about my nature. It's about yours." And he leaves the room. And the phone rings. It's her brother-in-law. They're at the hospital. They lost a baby. And, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> because they were in. I was like, "This is a comedy, right? Scene. What's with the dead baby?" <laughs> Two scenes. Her sister is distraught. I mean, even Deadpool didn't kill a baby. I know. I was like, where did this come from? And the baby in Deadpool was Hitler. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and this movie's willy-nilly killing babies. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <sighs> but his, his sister, or her sister is distraught, but seems to be very worried about her husband. Because this is going to break him. Or it yeah. could break him. And uh, he's like, she's like, you know, last week he just got it in his head that he had to go shopping for the baby and he comes back i thought he was gonna have like baby gates and baby proofing stuff but he had a little baseball mitt and and they're just weeping and uh and he comes back with blankets and ice and he's gonna take care of her and talks about how beautiful and wonderful she is and and jane watches them and is like not all men are terrible. <laughs> well, how about that? Which they need this scene because she's halfway to an epiphany and this kind of cements it that, no, men are not all terrible, evil cows. And, Bulls, just 95%. And Eddie's right. This isn't about the men. This is about her. This mm-hmm. is a problem that she's having. Right. It's and not uh, us. It's you. <laughs> or at least someone like you. Right. <laughs> So when she's walking home, thinking about stuff, she calls her boss and is like, look, I found Dr. Charles. 
she's going to do a phone interview on the show. And the day of comes, and their viewership is way more than they've ever had. They I have 20,000 hits on their I website. Know, like, <laughs> website. Ooh, that's not... All right, now I, I have, mean, back in 2001. <laughs> I have two things to say here. One, do you think she would have done an accent? Like, hello. I think I would, she would have had to. Charles. She would have done a fake voice for sure. She would have had to if she really wanted to keep being anonymous. Yeah. yeah. And the second thing is, I call bullshit on Marissa Tomei streaming this show, and it is like fucking... It's like streaming quality of now. It is <laughs> yeah. fucking 1080p. And it, I'm like, this was on, like, dial-up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way that th- she'd have been streaming this. It would have been like every sixth word you'd have got. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so they pot, uh, the try to patch 2000s. the call through, <laughs> but Jane freezes up and then runs from her office, talks into Eddie's headset. She's like, Dr. Charles is here, and she wants to go on. Jane goes out and tells the truth. There is no Dr. Charles. She made her up. She was heartbroken and trying to understand it. She saw the theory as 100% true, but she was wrong. She wanted it to be about them, but it isn't. Maybe some men are like that, but sometimes you open the door to one that will see you at your worst and tell you that Ray is not the last man you're going to love. And that's when Diane is like, what? looking Ray? at Ray like, what is she And she goes, Ray, And Ray puts his hands like, I have no idea. She's yeah. crazy. Because <laughs> he's a piece and of shit. And Eddie, at the, when she reveals that she is Dr. Charles, fucking books it out of there. And he I doesn't even hear the whole thing. Nope. Yeah. I don't know why he was so upset. I said the same thing. But we'll get to that, I'm sure. I mean, he's like, oh my God, she was Dr. Charles. I have to leave. Yeah. Um, wouldn't affected him in the slightest. No. Didn't care. Other than him calling her a kook. I don't know. She's been feeding him in this bullshit about how this Dr. Charles is such a pillar. And she gives him shit all the time. Also, Except I really, it's just, like, come on. I but can't. really, it's just her crazy theory. <laughs> exactly. Wait till we get home. Also, <laughs> he said, what are you hiding? And she said, nothing. Yeah. And he does like her. And now she's just been lying. Yeah, and this, letting him search for Dr. Charles. Charles. Maybe you know he know just, maybe he just needed a moment. Or maybe he just didn't want to watch her get fired. <laughs> or maybe it's a romantic because comedy. You know she and she lost her job. So she can chase him. That's true. There's got to be a chase at the end. Thank God. It's the 90s, and she's got a black heel on instead of an impractical pair of stilettos <laughs> like she would nowadays. That's true. I was going to say Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic World or whatever it was. She, goes, she runs in stilettos? Go yeah. running after him. And, uh, a reasonable black heel, yes. Well, <laughs> do you run a lot in stilettos? Is this in- <laughs> no, but you always see these women running in heels, and it's, one, fucking hard, two, really dangerous. But she has a sensible shoe, a more sensible shoe on for 90s. fucking running. We have some big heels. Chunky-ass <laughs> fucking heels. It must have been heavy. <sighs> so she goes looking for him. She sees him getting into a cab and chases it down. She stands in front of it until he gets out. And he's like, so what you see is what you get? And she's like... Well, except for the fake Dr. Charles. (laughs) Crazy person, yes. A little less gray hair. (laughs) So she apologizes and tells him he was right. It was about her nature. All the things he said to her last night, the scariest thing was that she would find love again, because she did. And she goes, would you say something? And he says, no. (laughs) And she looks like... Right, I deserve that. <laughs> like, yes, she does. This sucks, but I deserve it. But then he kisses her. And uh, and what do they have to lose? Everything. Everything. Oh, exactly. Terrible. Fucking terrible. We pan out and see there are pictures of pasture in the windows of the building behind them, and there are two cows. Oh. The end. 
All right, what'd you think, John? Wow. <laughs> we're going right. We're going right in. We're going. Deep. All right. So my favorite character is Steven. The the solid male role model. Fellas, be out there. Be more like Steven. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, my least favorite character is Ray, because fuck that guy. <laughs> and if you need to know why, listen to the podcast. Um, my favorite line is, if you can't stick it in the Valencia, how are you going to stick it in my ass? <laughs> when Steven was trying to stab the orange. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I assumed it was that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, wait, what? (laughs) My favorite tertiary object is all the cigarettes. (laughs) Because you don't get that now. Um, Is that everything? There's more people smoking in this movie than thank you for smoking. Oh, my favorite scene is when she goes in her underwear to get a snack, and then he comes out in his underwear to get a snack, and they have a shared moment. And she does the cheerleading thing, mm-hmm. and he throws the dumplings. Mm-hmm. That whole scene up until the other girl comes out and goes, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I will maybay this. because That's more than I thought. <laughs> I am, am enjoying a good romantic comedy mm-hmm. more than I used to. Thanks, Carly. <laughs> um, I've always liked a couple, and Lane knows what I'm talking about. You know, you've got mail. Great. Why don't you ever pick that? It's not underappreciated. <laughs> you should do that one anyway. Uh, but yeah, as romantic comedies go, there's better ones. And this one is terrible. With the main characters just telling you how shitty men are the whole time. And then she's like, oh shit, I was wrong. Which is nice. But it's like, alright, your movie didn't really do anything. You're like, okay, you had this hour and a half movie and it didn't resolve anything. And the love interest here with her and Hugh Jackman, feels like it was shoehorned in. There wasn't enough little moments of them together. It needed to be more kitchen scenes for them to have a, a real shot at being attracted to each other. It seemed like there was that one scene, and then all of a sudden they're in love. Mm-hmm. And this bed sleeping thing. wasn't enough. <laughs> they, needed, they needed more. And New Year's Eve. Yeah, that. They needed more. Mm-hmm. So, and, and romantic comedies, there's better ones, but if it's on at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you'll go ahead and watch it. <laughs> all right, tell me what you thought. All right. <clears throat> Favorite character, Eddie? Uh, least favorite character, Ray. <laughs> favorite line is "Time wounds all heals." I thought that was great. Um, my favorite scene is when, uh, well, it was it was basically when it was a bit of a disappointment, but when Jane blows up at the meeting and Ray gets all choked up about Gerard Depardieu or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a bigger scene, but it didn't end up being it. My favorite tertiary object is Eddie's apartment. <laughs> um, it's massive. It's amazing. Is <laughs> uh. I wish this movie was a bit faster. It's the beginning. It takes forever for this movie to really get going. And then, like, the last act is decent. But like John said, I didn't get any love from Hugh Jackman and, and Ashley Judd. It was like... There's no reason... They were cool so together, <laughs> but, you know, she just is like, I love you at the end. And it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down, chief. Um, we do like, say have at one point when... Um, Ray gets back together with Diane. She does say six months ago he left me. And he was only, they were only together for six weeks. So we know they've been living together for at least five months. So at least we know there has been more. No, he didn't leave her until like two days before they were supposed to move in together, though. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been, been six months that they've been living together. So there has been a lot more of them right, getting but, to know each other. But, but we right. didn't get to see them. They haven't been on a, a real date, haven't slept together, always haven't done was, anything. Yeah, all we saw was her being uh, crazy obsessed with this 
Dr. Charles and him going through a whole gaggle of ass. And they go to the bar a couple times. Yeah, and they go to the bar. <laughs> right? Yeah, I wish there were, uh, and that was the other thing, I wish there would have been more Marissa Tomei, Hugh Jackman, Ashley Judd scenes at, like, hanging out, because I thought that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll maybe it. It's, like, it's, it's not a great idea. I also didn't like that Diane never, I know she does, but she never finds out, and I was Tony waiting for that the whole time. there to be a girl fight, like a, or at least a, an altercation a yeah. between yeah. Ray and <laughs> Diane and Jane. Yeah, because the way the movie leaves off, like, Ray gets away with it. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know what happened. Well, it should have been that she tells her at the end, "I'm sorry, it was Ray. I was fucking in the beginning or whatever." And then she's like, "What?" And then they broke up, and yeah. Ray goes and kills himself. It was himself. Ray that dumped me. Goes and kills <laughs> but yeah, he gets away with it. Anything other than he gets away with it is inferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should have been wrecked. Yeah, the bad guy's supposed to lose at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we figured out in this movie is that the good guy was wrong the whole time, and the bad guy gets away with it. Well, and he and and, and, and it wouldn't have taken hardly any time to wreck him. You right know, at the end. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll sit through another three minutes. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I don't, wasn't I don't, that I don't long like this guy. Maybe movie. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the movie's not that long. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been found out. She throws him out or wrecks him or whatever, and fires him. You know. Yeah. I mean, it would have been. Come that would have been easy. Yeah, I'm on board. But hey, look, yeah. Tony, look at look at us rewriting the movie there this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Look at you. see, look but, at us helping. But either way, I'll maybe it. It's it's okay. All right, Elaine, <laughs> what you got? Okay. My favorite character is Eddie. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Jane. Yeah, right. Because as much as everybody hates Ray because he's the kind of slime ball that she's not his girlfriend. I hate this girl more. The girl that sleeps with the guy that's in another that has a girlfriend or wife and is in love with him and expects him to leave her and be with him. No, he's in a relationship. Get the fuck out of there. You don't get to have him just because you like him. He's with someone else. Fuck off. I hate that character. Very angry about that. Is I hate those characters. But the but the thing is, except for this case, in real life they tend to be self-destructive they yeah. end up fucking up because they think that's going to happen and then they get all ruined and all their friends are like oh my god i gotta deal with this no, like th- <laughs> these people are terrible people yeah. that are going like there's the the terrible people Steven. no there's no. the terrible person that cheats on their girlfriend <laughs> but these but and there's these girls that date guys that they don't know are cheaters yeah. But when you know he's cheating on someone to be with you, you're a special kind of fucking shit, shitty-ass <laughs> person. And you just need to not be romanticized as a character. And I hate it. And he's going to cheat on you. Yeah. You, you, any guy you hook up with, with that has a girlfriend, he's going to cheat on you well, too. <laughs> and I tell you, and when you know that I'm cheating on someone with you, you're telling me that you're a doormat and I can treat you like garbage yeah. because you don't have enough self-respect to be with someone who wants to be with you. What? I just, we it really bothers me. We did a movie where it was, uh, like, realized that he's also cheating on you to yes. be with her. Yeah. You're okay with him cheating on her to be with you. He's also cheating on you to be with her. And just <laughs> those kind All of right. characters All right, well. really bother me. So I don't like her. Um, my favorite line is when Eddie, the night before Eddie and her sleep together, and he says, deep down inside, hoping you're hoping he would. Men are evil, men are scum, but please, Ray, won't you make a liar out of me? Well, you got what you asked for, Jane. He did go back. He just did it with the wrong girl. I love that line, and I like the way he delivers it. And I knew that was going to be lying, so I have, we got to pause it and rewind it three times. Yes. <laughs> My favorite scene is when she's at the hospital with her sister and her brother-in-law, and we see how wonderful Stephen is and how lovely their relationship is and that true love does exist. 
-hmm. And she gets all choked up. I also got all choked up. My favorite tertiary object is the blanket that uh, Eddie nails over the hole in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to name this movie. It's not good. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we would also, not to keep doing this, I wish we also had a scene where he was fixing the room for her. You know, yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, he think at one point, put in some double doors. Yeah, just have a minute, a, a little minute where she's sitting there drinking coffee, and he's fucking up, put up some drywall. Or, or if there was maybe a scene where he put brought a Chinese screen in, <laughs> or, or ja- one Upgrade. of those Japanese screens or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's Japanese. Um, I just there was. I think we were about halfway through and John's like what's wrong and I'm like I just don't want to pay attention to this movie <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that that's going to hurt Carly's feelings no, no I was just like She's I like, don't like wow, it wow I hate this movie I remember really liking this and I don't know if it's just because my preferences have changed so much <laughs> or because that type of character bothers me so much now because it didn't used to there's a time where I wouldn't have even cared Elaine <laughs> hates this main character I I do I just I just, and I found this movie really boring so I didn't care so well, she's I don't un- like it she's unlike she's pretty much a bad role role model unlikable character but she's put to you like you're supposed you sh- to be like her yeah Is she, she's so resilient and she gets through all this isn't that cool you're like no she's terrible she's a terrible person <laughs> right the person you're supposed to be cheering for this whole movie is Diane. No, Stephen. <laughs> well, Stephen. But Diane, Liz. But Although Liz gives her the Stephen advice gets to about the orange. Liz does give her the advice about uh, having to do dude yes. not say. But Diane is this strong, wonderful role model that runs her own show. She's a successful woman. She likes the man. He breaks up with her, and you know what? She she mopes around and then she realizes she wants to be with him and she goes and she's honest about her feelings with the man and he realizes he loves her. He may <laughs> have been she a goes dirt and bag. Gets him back. Yeah, like there's this is the, this is the character we should be rooting for. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm on Team Diane. <laughs> team Eddie. Eddie is great too. And the cruisers, yeah. And every yeah. time they tell me I'm not supposed to like a guy just because he has lots of sex with women who he's honest to. Oh man, that pisses me off. <laughs> like Joey Tribbiani and Barney Stinson, they're all the same character. No, Barney Stinson lies to girls. That's true. That's true. No, he does. He does plays. He does play. He's he a playbook. playbook. Yes, but he lies. <laughs> Nacho, Jim Nacho, inventor of the Nacho. He's just... I'm from uh, NASA, <laughs> secret NASA. Oh, God. Have you been to the moon? No, but I've been to the moon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, so. We had a discussion. I couldn't pick a movie. We had a discussion where I was like, there's a couple movies. Which one should I pick? And this movie got voted on. I didn't... I wasn't attached to it either. So <laughs> She's going to nay her I movie. Right, right. I just needed Oh, my God. I hope she nays it. Let's see. Let's no, see. I'm not going to nay it. Oh, so no. my favorite character is also that Eddie. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it doesn't hurt my feelings because I hadn't seen this movie in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to feel about it I can't wait to see this again in the 20 years. But it's going to be great. <laughs> All right, my favorite character is Eddie. My least favorite character, also Jane. Wow. Oh, wow. Because I also don't like that girl that gets in a relationship with someone she knows is not single. And that expects all the pity when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Right. Well, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Come curly. Well, fuck you. <laughs> okay. Karma's a bitch. Um, so my favorite scene is when Jane follows Eddie home from the bar and they fight and then fall asleep together. My favorite line is, do you promise not to laugh? No. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite tertiary object, at some point, she opens some ice cream, and she's like, chubby hubby? 
I think it might be at her sister's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chubby Hubby was my favorite flavor of Ben and Jerry's back when I ate ice cream and could find that flavor because it wasn't always easy to find. <laughs> no, Hunk, Hunk, the Burning Hulk. <laughs> People are always like, Chunky Stark Monkey, Raven. and Stark I'm like, Raven no, Chubby Hubby is very chunk, different. <laughs> I used to like fish food. But I liked fish food a long time ago. <laughs> but we don't eat Ben and Jerry's because they don't like cops. Yeah. Oh, wow. They... Yeah, they've like uh, made a strong stance against police. It's like, all right, really? well, yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, we'll fuck It's like, all right, well, hug it out of asshole. <laughs> I do. And let me tell you, the Walmart imitation drumsticks are the bomb.com. <laughs> They're only $4 rather than the seven fifty for the fucking box of drumsticks, and they taste better. <laughs> Briar's mint chocolate chip. I love it. Like Frozen yogurt? Chip. I'm down. I well, bought I mini Klondikes the other day. Friends, that was a happy. You, I'm sorry you've joined our next podcast. It's, um, <laughs> ice cream talk. Ice cream talk. <laughs> well, like, this episode isn't two hours yet, so we need Did to you may, nay, or I'm going to may, bay. Okay. It, I still enjoyed it. Wow, but no, there, no It <laughs> feels very dated to me, yeah. and it just doesn't work as well as well, I remember it. We've all, we, we're all, like, the world's a lot more savvy about relationships and stuff now, you know? Mm-hmm. Than the 2000s. We were just getting into yeah, the you, 2000s. Even yeah. when you watch Friends, sometimes you're like, ooh, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was a while ago. Our <laughs> moral compass has shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Another time, another place. All right, well, Carly. All right, so please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. Yeah, I can find one. And <laughs> on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. You can subscribe, rate, review. We'd love to hear from you. And tune in next week. Yeah, keep vamping. Keep vamping. Let me vamp some. Well, you know, you should find the song written um, by her sister that is in the credits because there are three Judds in this movie. Her mom plays a makeup artist and her sister sings the very first song in the end credits. Winona. Winona. Well, give me a second. Yeah, Naomi plays the makeup artist. I still have the rental on my uh, tablet, so I'll just go to the credits. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, next week. week, On on the the podcast. Is Elaine's pick. So I had some trouble picking. I I gave multiple options. Everyone was wishy-washy about them all. So I've decided (laughs) to go with Alien versus Predator, AVP. That's right. Back into some good old ridiculous monster movies. No matter who wins, we lose. Ah, oh, we all win. Yeah, but that's that was what they said. Yeah. But that's not what happened. No. <laughs> Alien versus Predator versus um, People versus Iceberg. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We're gonna, I, I have some thoughts about the movie. Oh yeah. And we're gonna get to those thoughts. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Are your thoughts about their pyramid theories? Because I find those actually really interesting. <laughs> I wish that wasn't fake math. Well, that the pyramids are like, oh look, this side is this kind of pyramid. This side is this kind. This yeah. side, like, wait a minute, that's not how the pyramids no. work. <laughs> you can't make one side Egyptian, one side Incan and Mayan. Mayan yeah. It doesn't work that way. The pyramid's um, gonna fall over. One side. <laughs> what is that? Um, like a. I don't know. Uh, Western European, or the, like, Indian. Yeah. Like. Step. Mortal Kombat style. Mm, Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have no idea what Mortal Kombat style <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The Just Temple fatality. of Light. What is that? Those te- That was in Thailand. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thai- like, one side of the pyramid is like those Thailandish pyramids. Mm, yeah. And the uh, that pyramid would have fell down. I don't know how they built it. Aliens. Yes. Well, there you go. Aliens. Aliens? No, honey, you didn't hold your hands up on side of your head like that (laughs) mean. Aliens.